0: Extending Olive Branches, and I'm your host, Caitlin Mintz. Today's episode is called THEN, T-H-E-N. That may seem like a weird title to you, and that's okay. I hope as you listen, it begins to just unfold like it did for me. This was not one of my first 10 podcasts planned out. Um, I don't know about you, but I love when God does that. This past week, in Bible study I'm part of... We've been going through Exodus and studying Moses. To be honest, and completely candid here, Moses is one of my very favorite people in the Bible. I've always just been amazed by his story from start to finish. However, this week as I read Exodus, the Lord highlighted one word for me. You got it. The word then. That's right. T-H-E-N. Every time my eyes danced over that specific word, the Lord highlighted it for me. I stopped my study and reading and asked the Lord what He was trying to show me within that word. He said, I cannot get you there without the direction of then. That hit me like a ton of bricks. The Lord cannot get us to our next step without giving us direction. Obviously, I knew that, but hearing it put that way made it evident to me that it was supposed to be my topic this week. Each and every time Moses was at the end of himself, his resources, his ideas, his plans, God presented a then. Like, hey bud, you trust me, right? Okay, great. Here's your next step. Look at it like a map, if you will. Then was the next move, the direction to go. He could set his internal compass in the direction the Lord asked of him and off he would go. But the biggest thing i felt as I've continued to press in and study this is that the Lord gives clear, concise direction. He basically says each time, I need you to do it exactly like this without trying to find a shortcut. The power is mine, not yours. What has to happen first in order for us to follow direction? We must listen. In a blog I love, Lucretia Berry said, when we listen, we hear God beckoning us to live Jesus' final prayer, for all of us to be one. John seventeen twenty through 23 says, Let's not run away. Let's all allow ourselves to be chosen, chased down, and overtaken by this liberating work. When we listen, oftentimes we will be surprised and stretched by the direction we are asked to go. Are you willing? We won't get the whole map right off the bat. He will give us one direction, and when we have completed that, he will give us the next. Is this beginning to sound familiar to your own life? There's a video I love from Pastor Ricky Rush in Dallas, Texas. He blindfolded a lady in the congregation and tells her to follow his voice. He is visually showing what it looks like to fully rely on the directions God gives. But we have to listen. I would encourage you to look up this video. It's such a powerful display of our obedience. Ah, obedience. Let's go there for a minute. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Each morning, I do affirmations with my two-year-old son. One of them I have him repeat after me is, I will obey. Remember, he's two and all boy. So every single day, the Lord gives us that very same invitation, to obey His direction of then in our lives. We all know to obey means to follow direction, but why is that so stinking hard sometimes? I think because sometimes we think we are smarter than the directions, or that our instinct is better, or that the directions couldn't really be right, could they? It's easier to make a decision based on feelings or perception, or worse, arrogance. Ouch. Let's go back to that video I mentioned earlier. It's such a great reference over this topic. Pastor Ricky Rush has this girl from the congregation blindfolded. He places obstacles in her way and tells her how to get around or over them. But she must listen to his voice. You keep hearing me say that, right? You must listen. She must listen. I must listen. Okay. Every single direction he gives her is important so she doesn't end up rolling to the stage because she misstepped. She has to trust him and do exactly what he tells her to do. It's the same with God. Think of God saying, What feels right is going to be wrong. I can see things you cannot. And if you'll just listen to me and follow my instructions, I'll keep you on a path that will take you up, over, and through. Otherwise, you'll possibly be headed the wrong direction have you ever been in that place the lord asks you to take your next direction of then and suddenly your flesh is screaming no but you've used your discernment and you know that you know that you know that you know this is god's voice and i trust him so dot 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 god knows more than you do he wants to guide you but you must listen and respond God allows you freedom to make choices. He's a gentleman like that. He cares about your success. God truly does want the best for you, and he can see the entire picture that we cannot beyond our limited views. He does that on purpose, you know. Remember how I just said he cares? Well, he cares so much that he didn't give us the weightiness of knowing our entire lives the day we were born. Only he has the capacity for that kind of knowledge. Proverbs 3, 5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will keep your paths straight. Okay, okay, back to Moses to close this thing out. In Numbers 20, verse 8, the Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. Now, quick backstory if you don't already know it. Moses led the Israelites into the desert. They have been wandering. They have seen many miracles at the hand of the Lord. But right now, in this setting, they are thirsty and they just said to Moses, Why did you bring us out from Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain, grapevines, or pomegranates, or water to drink. So, clearly, right now, the Israelites are grumbling. Maybe being a slave was better because at least we had food and water there. Um, wrong. Anyways, back to Moses here. So now, Moses and Aaron have the assembly gathered, and Moses says, "'Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock?' Then Moses raises his arm and strikes the rock twice. Water gushed out and the community and livestock drank. One small, teeny, tiny problem. God commanded Moses to speak to the rock, not strike it. What happened for Moses when he didn't follow the exact direction the Lord gave him? Instead of speaking to the rock in which water was to flow, he hit the rock with the staff. It is believed based off Numbers 20 verse 12 that that one decision made by Moses that was wrong is why the Lord did not allow Moses to enter the promised land. God allowed him to see into the promised land and then he called him home. But because of his disobedience, he was not allowed in. That's a big deal when we think about the journey Moses had been on and the way he led God's people. But man, talk about importance for a minute. Moses had been asked to be obedient through so many things. I had a hard time digesting this information. Actually, I loved saying that even though God didn't allow Moses into the promised land, He did let him see it. Then, He took him to the greatest place possible, somewhere far greater than the promised land, eternity in heaven. Still hard to chew on him not getting to go in, but man, such a beautiful display of our Father's love. However, since Moses and his life represented so many things through so many years, I cannot help but think how intentionally God orchestrated these to be Moses' final days, to show us one more time how important the direction of then is in our steps with him.